0: Hi, this is Dan Steele with your WASA Legislative Report for Monday, January 30th. Today is Day 22 of the 2023 Legislative Session, which puts us about one-fifth of the way to the scheduled 105-day adjournment on April 23rd. Bills continue to flood into the system with more than 1,300 bills introduced in the last three weeks. Committees continue to have large agendas of public hearings, although executive action the past bills is ramping up, as the legislature quickly approaches their first self imposed deadline. Each year, the legislature adopts a cutoff calendar, which includes a series of gates by which bills must pass in order to remain alive. February 17th is the first cutoff date this year. All bills must be adopted by their original House Policy Committee by this date in order to remain alive. This means House bills must be passed by their House Policy Committees and Senate bills must be passed out of their Senate policy committees to remain alive. A week later, the original House fiscal committee cutoff arrives for bills with fiscal impacts. We'll continue to keep you apprised of cutoff dates throughout the session. While cutoff deadlines cause hundreds of bills to die in an instant, it's important to know that budgets and budget-related bills, which are known in Olympia as necessary to implement the budget, or NTIB, are exempt from these early cutoff deadlines. Additionally, if a bill fails to move past one of these gates by its deadline, we refer to the bill as being technically dead because there are multiple ways to revive a dead bill. In Olympia, no bill is truly dead until the gavel falls on the last day of session. With cutoffs approaching, legislators are starting to focus more on their real priorities, We're pleased to see that special education and pupil transportation, our major priorities for the session, are being viewed as priorities of many legislators. Bills addressing these issues continue to build momentum, and while we can't assume success, there is reason to be optimistic. So long as administrators keep the heat on and continue engaging with legislators, we have a solid opportunity for significant investments in two underfunded basic education priorities. More details are available in our weekly legislative newsletter This Week in Olympia, or TWIO, but a quick recap of where special education and people transportation bills sit is in order. Senate Bill 5311, the governor's special education bill, was adopted by the Senate Early Learning and K-12 Education Committee last week and waits to be scheduled for a hearing in the Senate Ways and Means Committee. Last week, we talked about a substitute bill being heard that enriched the governor's proposal. Prior to being voted out of committee, a second substitute was put on the table. This new amendment increased the special education funding cap. The original bill increased the cap to 15%. The first substitute changed the increase to 14.5%, and the adopted bill returned to the increase of 15%. There are also changes to the safety net eligibility to ensure the provision of funding was equitable. In simple terms, districts with lower regionalization factors would no longer be at a disadvantage compared to their neighbors with higher regionalization factors. The House Special Education Bill, House Bill 1436, is Superintendent Reykdal's full funding proposal. It has not yet been scheduled for a hearing in the House Appropriations Committee, however, it's expected to be heard next week. This bill would eliminate rather than increase the arbitrary funding cap and would increase the funding multiplier throughout the system from pre-K to 12th grade. The new Senate bill would provide around $350 million of an increase in 2023-25, while the House bill would provide an additional $800 million. Note that this is down about $200 million from original estimates due to changes in case loads and adjustments to maintenance level calculations. Even though 800 million dollars is what we actually need, it is likely still too rich for legislative budget writers to fund. Receiving anything north of 350 million dollars would provide significant help to districts and would be appreciated. That said, anything less than the full 800 million dollars we will consider is a down payment and remind legislators that the job is not yet complete. Turning to Pupil Transportation, there continue to be two bills which include fixes that continue to move. Senate Bill 5174 was adopted in the Senate Early Learning and K-12 Education Committee last week. The bill made several changes, including a number of amendments that we requested. The new bill is fully described in last week's TWIO. One important point is the new inclusion of language that would require districts that contract out bus service to provide employees with health and pension benefits that are similar to school employees. We fought this language in the House bill only to have it land in the Senate bill. Our focus now is to ensure that these required benefits are fully funded by the state. The new Senate Bill 5174 will be heard in the Senate Ways and Means Committee on Thursday. In the House, House Bill 1248 continues to move as well. It was heard in the House Appropriations Committee last week but has not yet been scheduled for executive action. On the negative side, Senate Bill 5059 regarding prejudgment interest, as we've talked about here before, was adopted by the Senate Law and Justice Committee late last week, as expected. Thank you to the many school administrators that signed in to oppose the bill. Over 700 people signed in to support the bill, while another 700 people signed in to oppose Sometimes numbers do matter in hearings. If 700 people signed in to support and administrators stayed away, the numbers in opposition would have been much less than 700, and that would have been a bad look. The bill is in the Senate Ways and Means Committee awaiting action. A final bill that is garnering a lot of attention is House Bill 1550, which would replace the current Transitional Kindergarten Program, or TK, with a new Transition the Kindergarten program, or TTK. There are multiple negative concerns which were addressed in last week's TWIO, but in short, the bill would limit or eliminate early learning programs across the state that have been proven the work. The effort appears to be to make the new TTK program look more like an ECAP program, but there are real funding and student eligibility issues. There are also more stringent teacher certification requirements which will have additional costs if you have a transitional kindergarten program or are planning on starting a program we encourage you to check out the bill house bill 1550 review some of the discussion in last week's twio and engage in the conversation with your legislators the bill will be heard tuesday january 31st at four o'clock in the house education committee just a caution however House Bill 1550 is of real concern to many districts, but there is a delicate situation. Sponsors of the bill are very concerned and upset about how transitional kindergarten has been implemented and how much it's grown. They're very much wedded to their chosen solution and being overly aggressive will harden their resolve to push harder. We encourage you to express your concerns, but focus on telling your stories and discuss the successes of your program, how you've provided additional access to kids that didn't have other pre-K options, how well students have performed once they started kindergarten, and similar arguments like that. As noted before, the 2023 legislative session is moving rapidly, but it's never too late to engage in the legislative arena. Begin or build on relationships with your legislators. Don't wait. We need your support to bolster our priority issues like special education and pupil transportation and help to sidetrack negative legislation like prejudgment interest. Thank you for listening.